Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. To obey the Holy Ghost is so important. Amen. That we do that. You know, never think that uh, your obedience to prayer when the Lord leads you to do that, that it never think that it doesn't mean something. And because it is, it does mean, means everything. And so, you know, um, uh, it was like that story I told last Sunday night, if you were here, um, you know, when the Lord lays something on your heart, I don't, was that Sunday night that I told that? Uh, those who didn't hear it, uh, Steve and I were, uh, Steve Morgan and I were in uh, St. Augustine a few weeks back in an RMAI uh, trip uh, meeting and coming back that night driving through past Palatka heading towards uh, the, the Keystone area whatever that is out there the boonies it's just all woods uh, we were on that long stretch there in uh, uh, heavy woods and there was a, a, a somebody sitting on a guardrail uh, right up against the woods and it's dark you know and so we're we're cutting along and Steve was talking about talking about something and we were just talking you know and we passed by and I just knew that I was supposed to go do something Go pick the guy up, turn around. Well, picking somebody up in the middle of the night is not something you normally want to do. And so, uh, plus we're having this conversation. I have somebody else in the car with me. If I pick up an axe murderer, it's not just me, it's Steve. You know, you have these, we have these thoughts, right? And, uh, and so, you know, we're driving along and, and he's still talking. And, and I just said, Lord, well, you know, if, if, if I'm supposed to pick this guy up and I don't and I miss it, you'll forgive me. And he said, you're right, you'll be fine, but what about him? And so I just turned the car around and went back and got him, you know, and... Uh, uh, picked him up, and, and um, so anyway, uh, you know, a lot of times you think, well, you know, my obedience, if I miss it here, if I don't obey, you know, the Lord will forgive you, and you know, the, the Lord will forgive you. There's been many times in the past that the Lord's put things in my heart to do, whether it be pick somebody up or pray for, for someone or whatever, and I've not done it, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, I'm sure he moved on other people to do the same thing, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, when we make those mistakes, you know, those things that happen, you know, it's important that we, we ask God to forgive us, but make sure you don't do it again. But, you know, sometimes you may be the last person he's gone to. You know, that's possible. He goes to several, and you may be the last one that, that, that you may be the last opportunity and, and for God to intervene. And so, you know, uh, uh, the saying that Martin Luther, I think it was Martin Luther made, that uh, seems as though God is limited by our prayers. He can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks. And so, you know, it's important that you pray. And, um, you know, like Pastor Angel said, de- developing a sensitivity to the Holy Ghost and a sensitivity to, to when he speaks to you, that, uh, that, that you develop that. And, you know, you can develop that. Every single person, born-again believer, can develop that. Because he's living on the inside of you. He is our helper. He is our guide. Go over to John chapter 14. Uh, it's it's 11:30, so I'm not. I don't know if I'll get into what I was going to minister this morning, but um, uh, the scripture here is um, is important. You know, Jesus here in John chapter 14 was writing, and he's giving instructions to the disciples and instructions to us down the road. But uh, you know, they didn't understand what he was talking about. They didn't understand what uh, uh, for them imagining life after Jesus in the flesh was something they couldn't even picture. They had no idea what was going on. They looked to Jesus for everything. Didn't matter what was going on, they looked to Jesus. And if, and if he were here with us this morning in the flesh, we'd be looking for, to Jesus, right? I mean, he would be up here speaking this morning. 
I mean, you know, uh, uh, and, and Miss Edna wouldn't be happy if my mom took up his time. But, um, you know, we, we, he would be up here. Well, they look to Jesus for everything. And uh, so the thought of him going um, uh, was something that they couldn't even think of. And, and then in the 12th chapter, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. You have to think about this from their perspective, the disciples, the works that he did. We think just in terms of healing in those, those things, but really it was, it was more than just that. I mean, when they think of the things that Jesus did, this was a lifestyle of supply for them. I mean, this is no matter what it was. Yeah, when the, when the deaf person needed to be healed, when the leper needed to be cleansed, when the, the dead needed to be raised, they looked to Jesus. But when their taxes needed to be paid, you know, when, when, when persecution was on and there was, there was uh, intense pressure, who do they look to? They looked to Jesus. He was there to meet the need. And so he said, you know, to them, the works that I do, all of these things that he did, you're going to do. You know, the, the, the truth is that's our job today is to do those things. Do you realize that, and I'll say it more specifically, that's your job. You know, this is something that's, you, you, we've got to get to the point, to the place where we read God's word and take it personally. You know, people say, well, don't take it personally. In this case, take it personally. Amen. You know, we have to take things personally. And one of the problems, I think, with, with folks, with, with believers who get born again, and yet they don't, they don't produce anything, and God's not able to use them the way that he wants to, is because they don't take the things that the Word says and the things that the Spirit would say to you. They don't take them personally. They're a general statement. No, they are general. It is a general statement. But at the same time, the things that are written are very specific to us as individuals. Amen. And so... Um, uh, he was telling them, he said, the same things that I do, you're going to do. Well, this, the same is true today. The same things Jesus did, he wants you to do. Amen. You know, on Sunday nights for a long time, I, I, for, for quite a while, last year, the year before, I'm not sure what it was, we talked about, uh, uh, I don't even know what the title of, it, of the series was, You're It, I think. And um, basically, we were talking about, you know, doing the works of Jesus. If you want to boil it down, we were talking about being used of God. You know, you know, that's a Sunday morning topic as much as it's a Sunday night topic. Amen. Amen. It, it, it is. It's a topic. It, it is the topic of the believer. Amen. Well, it's true. And Wednesday night, too. It's a topic of Thursday morning when the Lord wakes you up. You know, the truth is, if you'll be honest with you, if you have any sensitive, insensitivity to the things of God and to the voice of the Spirit, he's always asking you to step up. Right? The Lord is always asking you to respond to something. Sometimes it may be just respond to him. Right? And that's why, you know, really that's what church is all about. So, you know, when we come together is learning to respond to him. We get instruction, we get teaching, but even in the instruction and teaching that we're, we're receiving, you, you do realize the, the teaching you're receiving if you're going to the right church where God has called you to be and where God is speaking, that is the Lord actually instructing you to respond to him. Amen. Amen. That is what it is, right? I mean, he's just after you. I mean, really, our hearts towards God ought to be simple. Whatever he says, like Mary said to the, to the servants at the wedding, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. You know, and God's heart is simple towards us. He said, he, his heart is he just wants people who will listen to him. And, and if you'll listen to him and let him be himself through you, then the, 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 the job that we've been given to do will be accomplished quickly. 
Amen. It'll be accomplished quickly, quickly if we'll do that. So, you know, uh, just learn to respond to him. And so, you know, they're, they're thinking, well, you know, the same things Jesus have done. He has been the answer man in every area. We're supposed to do these things? I mean, these guys didn't even know how to get out of the rain on their own. And then he goes on even further, blows their mind. And greater works than these he will do because I go into my Father. They're thinking, you're leaving and I'm supposed to do what you do and greater things yet? That doesn't make any sense. They thought, I'm sure they thought that Jesus had eaten some bad pizza or something that night. This guy, we love him, but you know, sometimes he just says stuff we don't understand. Jesus knew exactly what he was saying. Do you realize it is God's plan that you do the same things that he has done and greater things? Do you realize that's God's will for you? Amen. I said, that's God's will for your life. That's what he wants your, that's what he wants to be the, the story of your life. At this point, Jesus' story was the one of meeting needs and being a, an example. It was a story, if you've seen me, who have you seen? What did he say? If you've seen me, you've seen who? It was a representation of the one who, have sent, who had sent him. He wasn't doing his own thing. He was just simply being a reflection of his dad, Right? And, and, and being a reflection of his father was, was in a position of, of meeting needs and accomplishing things, right? Yes, listen. Oh, Lord. Let's not get taken up with the blessed life. That we're so consumed with having our needs met. Does the Lord want our needs to be met? Any good father does. Every dad wants their kids to have what they need. Every dad wants their kids to have not just what they need. Every parent wants their children to have what they need and have an abundance, right? They want them to have everything, but they don't, you don't, as a parent, I don't want my kids to have things to the point to where the things become the focus of their life. That they get up every day, everything they do is just to have something, right? You know, the blessing can become a curse if we're not careful. Amen. The blessing, the blessings of God can be something. What, what does the Bible say about Satan? He comes immediately to steal the word, right? What is one of the areas that he does thing, that he does that in? Anybody know? It's the good life. It's the good life. It's the good life. Is there a tactic of the enemy? Is it possible that the enemy would allow you to be blessed in areas, to not attack you in certain areas? If he knows that because of that, you'll get addicted to that thing and you'll love it more than God? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what Jesus was talking about? You know, I know all the things you have need of. You need clothes. You need food. You need all this. I know all of that stuff. Listen, don't worry about the stuff. Your Father in heaven knows what you have need of. He'll give them to you before you even ask. But what do you need to do? Just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? What does that mean? Being right with him. Doing What does it mean to be right with him? To be in step with him. You know, when you're born again, we're born again, we're made right with him. We're righteous with him. But there's also a part of being in step with him. Being right in stride with what he's doing. Amen. And so, you know, it's important that we not let the blessings of God get our attention to the place that we forget the fact that we've got a job to do. 
Listen, God will still take care of you. He will still take care of you. But, you know, let's not, like I said, be so consumed with the blessings that that's all you ever think about and all you ever pray about. I can say for myself personally, when I've got a need, natural, you know, naturally speaking or uh, financially speaking, it's something I'm quick to pray about. Anybody else? But what when the Lord lays somebody else on your heart? Are you quick to pray about that? See, that's, that's, where, that's where we begin to walk in maturity, right? Yes, when we ta- we're taking care of our stuff, we're praying for the things, and you need to pray about your own life. You need to pray. Nobody cares more about your life than you do. Pray about those things, right? Spend time. You don't, don't get somewhere and wonder, how, oh, Lord, how did this happen to me? Have you prayed about your future? Have you talked to the Lord about these things? Right? But, you know, uh, also when the Lord brings something else to your attention, are, are you faithful to respond to somebody else? Amen. Listen, the Lord shouldn't have to motivate us with treats to get our attention. Right? I mean, we're not puppies. <laughs> we're, the, we're, 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 we're the sons and daughters of God. We're members of the family. We're not property of the family, right? And we're not servants of the family as well. Now, there is a part of us, our service. We need to remember we are serving the Lord, but our position is not as servants. It's as sons and daughters, right? And he ought not have to pay us to get us to respond. I know you, I'm doing it. Well, praise God, you ought to be excited about it then. Amen. But listen, we're all in the place of, of, of evaluating ourselves and where do we make, need to make adjustments on things? Can I just say this? If, if, if you're growing, if you're growing in the things of God, he is asking you to make adjustments in your life. If you're growing, he is asking you to make adjustments. Amen. You know, like I said, in the last couple of years, I've grown more than I've ever grown. But I tell you what, it's at, from one standpoint, you can say it's been the most painful two years of my life as well. Painful to my flesh, it's been painful. Painful to my ego. Right? Painful to my pride. Right? I mean, you know, I've had to, I've had to ask people to forgive me for stupid stuff. I've had to ask God to forgive me for stupid stuff, Right? I've had to cut things out, put things in. Listen, if you're gonna, if you're gonna mature, if you're gonna grow, if you're gonna continue, you've got to, you've got to. You've, the Bible says, let, "Let us be of that same mind." Right? Yeah. Talking about laying the things that are behind, pressing toward, pressing on. If you're gonna press on, you got to be willing to have the mindset to forget the past. Right? Press on. Pressing on means you got to put some effort into some things. Yeah. Right? And it's going to require some effort of you to go forward in the things of God. Well, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mm. You know, God's faithful. He'll never ask more of you than you can do. He'll never ask more of you, that you than you can do. It may seem like it. But, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. He'll never ask you to do more than you're capable of. Amen. Well, praise God. He says here in these scriptures, you know, the, the same things I do, you'll do, and greater than these things you'll do. Why? Because I go unto my Father. And then he said, then when you ask, in whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Once again, all the glory goes back to Jesus. 
You know, I'm thankful for people praying for my dad. I'm thankful for those who prayed, but you know, the glory goes to God. Right? You know, never get to the place whenever God begins to use you. <laughs> you know, this is something I've, I've begun to study past revivals and, and things that have happened and God moving. You know, one of the biggest problems that have been there is people's pride. We talked about pride Sunday night. People's pride rising up, right? And beginning to, to, to begin to look, well, look, look at what I've done. You know, in, in Azusa Street, when Azusa Street began, uh, William Seymour, you know, this was back in the, in the day where, where racial issues were, um, um, you know, we have racial issues today that need to be resolved. Amen? Listen, those things don't belong in the church, folks. You know, one thing about the early church, you had free and slave that worked side by side. They had a slave system there where if you couldn't pay your bills, you could sell yourself and your debt and pay and be a slave for a certain amount of time. And slaves and free served side by side. And oftentimes the slaves were the people who were in charge. I don't know if you realize that or not. You had, they had a very much a, a very set class system. And the people who were on the bottom of the class system oftentimes were the people that were the leaders in the church. And the person they answered to, on Mon- uh, answered to on Monday was listening to them on Sunday, right? Well, the church was growing. I mean, you know, you, 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 well, they were open to these things. We, we got to stay open, right? <laughs> Praise God. But, you know, back in those days, you know, uh, Brother Seymour, he wasn't allowed. I think he went out to Charles Parham's uh, uh, meetings, and, and, and they were talking about the, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He wasn't even allowed to be in the room with everybody. How stupid is that? He sat out in the hall and listened to the messages. That is ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. But I will say this about William Seymour. He didn't care that he had to sit in the hall. He was so hungry for God, he was willing to sit in the hall. And in the natural, he may have to do something that wasn't right. But at the same point, he wasn't after something natural. Right? He wasn't after men's approval. He was after what God had to supply. Right? And so listen, when God asks you to do something, well, the cost, well, what will people, who cares what somebody thinks? What will it cost me? Who cares what it costs you? Listen, God is your reward, amen? And he will reward you if you'll obey. He will do that. William Seymour sat out in the hall and listened to the things that were being spoken of. Now, they didn't have the truth in the, in the, the revelation that we have. Can I just say this too? Let's not get puffed up in what we know, right? You got to realize to whom much is given, much is required. Well, amen. He sat out in the hall and and listened to these things, and he uh, ended up moving. The Lord had told him to move uh, uh, out to the Los Angeles area, and at this point, he had been praying, I think, two hours a day. He had been praying two hours every day. He had been praying about the move of God, moved out there, and then the Lord dealt with him about spending more time, up to five hours a day. Well, if I, if I spend five hours in the day, I'm not going to be able to watch Survivor. Well, you might not be able to watch Survivor. Now, you have to respond to who, who's asking you, right? Listen, the Lord's not re- going to require more of you than you're able to do, right? He didn't start at five. He didn't even start at two. I'm sure he started at five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how am I going to get to where I needed to be to do the things that are in my heart? Start where you are. Well, praise God. Start somewhere, but Start. Right? And then don't quit. We're all over the place this morning, aren't we? You know, when the Lord asks you to do something, there's always a time that you're going to have to face, am I going to keep doing this or am I going to throw in the towel? That time is always there. 
We went to winter retreat. I tell you, God did great things, the singles and the young people, and came back, and God moved that Sunday night. We had a, you know, the, a, a service, post-trip service. And I tell you, God touched people's hearts, and there's excitement there. How many of you know that in a couple of weeks, that, that excitement that you may sense may not be there, but the truth of God's Word is still alive on the inside? And what He told you to do today is the same as it was two, three weeks ago. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Listen, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. What does it mean? They're under full warranty. They never, he never takes them back. He never changes his mind. He doesn't change his mind. But I'm telling you, there comes a point, there comes a time where you have to deny your flesh and follow me. Pick up your cross daily. Well, I can't, I'm tired of carrying that cross. I did it yesterday. I did it last week. I don't care. Today's a new day. Listen, you were a child of God yesterday. You're a child of God today. Act like one. Whew. Listen, we, we, got, we, we have to, re listen, there's a point of doing what you know to do because you know to do it. The, the, the servants at the, at the wedding feast with Mary, those pots were huge. They didn't know who Jesus was other than the fact that the son of the lady who's in charge of the wedding. Why do you say she was in charge of the wedding? Who else would be giving them instructions? Right? For some reason, she was calling the shots. And she said, what? She was the wedding planner. And so, you know, she said, you know, you take these pots. And Jesus said, go fill them up with, go, go fill these things up with water and bring them back here. Those things were heavy. I'm sure the first one, they're like, cool, we're doing this. The second one, they're probably a little less excited about it. The third one, they're ready to, to tell this Jesus guy to go take a hike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they did them all. Before they realized that it wasn't water anymore, they still think they're carrying water around. But there's still a part of persistence on our part. Just be persistent. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, I don't, I don't care what you felt. I'm sure Jesus didn't feel like being nailed to a cross. Right? I'm sure there wasn't on his bucket list. Right? Sure was just something he was looking forward to. The shame of it all. But, you know, there's persistence that's there. Persistence that's there. You know, this morning, I, I don't know where you find yourself. Sometimes you need to pick your own self up. I don't know if that's good English or not, but pick yourself up by the nap of your own neck, right? Listen, if we're all, if we're all looking for somebody else to carry us, that's, that's just, now we're there to help one another, right? We're, we're there to help and encourage one another. But at some point in your walk, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet, right? You're going to have to make that decision to stand on your own two feet. I know there are people... If you're here this morning and there came a time in your life where you had to take God at his word despite what you felt like and you went through a period of testing. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about testing. You're testing yourself, right? The testing of our faith does what? Anybody know what it does? It produces patience. Testing of our faith produces something. It produces some perseverance, some patience in us, Right? Anybody in here that you've gone through a period where it's felt like you were on your own? 
You, know, you knew that God loved you. You knew that you loved him. You knew that he was living on the inside. But as far as any, any, any other kind of external sensation, it felt like it was just you and the problem, right? Or the thing that you're facing. The good news is you're not alone. You're not alone. But there's still is required on our part. Listen, part of it is the way God views us. He doesn't look at us as weaklings. He doesn't view us as, you know, orphan kids who are just so dumb, they can't do anything, just pathetic little creatures. He doesn't look at you and I that way. And I'm glad that he is as much of a faith God as he asks us to be, right? That, that whenever, when you're believing for something, you're supposed to, you, it's right, right, to believe and act like things that aren't that, as though they were. He expects the same thing out of us. Because he knows who we are and he knows who we're capable of, uh, of maturing into. That's why he's going to require some things of you. There's going to be times you're going to have to push through some stuff. For 34 years, we've been pushing through some stuff, have we not? Right? Well, let's not grow weary in doing good, right? Why? Because in due season, you're going to reap, baby. Yeah. Harvest time comes. Well, amen. There are times where we have to just push through, deny the flesh, push through. Amen. <laughs> where were we? My page turned. There we are. John chapter 14. So whatever ask. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do. So it's not you. He's the one that does it. Amen. And the Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You know, last Sunday morning I talked about the heart of a child. And one of the, the first areas is just, uh, uh, anybody remember what the first one was? crickets in here this morning. I can't remember how I worded it. They're trusting, right? They're willing to believe anything. He says here, he says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. <sighs> well, I was talking about William Seymour before, wasn't I? We didn't finish that. William Seymour, sorry, I was all over the place. Don't laugh. Anyway, uh, huh? yeah, he, he went to, to uh, Azusa Street, and the uh, Lord asked him to, 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 to spend five hours a day. He was faithful to do that. God sent people to help him to pray. He had a, a group of ladies that came and they prayed. And so, you know, God began to move. Things began to happen. And, of course, you know, we know that uh, what they did went or reverberated around the world. People came in from all around the world to see what God was doing. And the revival of the move of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Spirit just went everywhere. But at the beginning of every service, William Seymour, a man who wasn't allowed to be with the, the, the in crowd at the time, wasn't allowed to hear, be in the same room as they're talking, humbled himself, got what he needed to do, what he, heard what he needed to hear, obeyed the Holy Ghost, went to uh, uh, California, obeyed God, and at the beginning of every service, he'd come in and put a box on his head. And he'd sit and say, why in the world did he do that? I, you'd have to ask the Holy Ghost, but it was something that he needed. He would come in and put a box on his head and sit on the front row, and that box would stay there. They would sing and pray and, and do all the things, just be led by the Spirit. And when he, it was time for him to get up to minister, he'd take the box off by the direction of the Holy Ghost. He'd take it off his head. He'd get up, and he'd share. He'd preach. Now, I don't know. I don't know why the Lord asked him to do that. I, don't, I can't tell you specifically, but, you know, the fruit was there. You know, one thing you got to do is you got to judge things by its fruit, not by what it looks like. 
right? Don't judge things by what it looks like. What's the fruit that it produces? Well, it was producing good fruit. But, you know, in the course of time, you know, we have people coming in from all over the world. William Seymour's name now, you know, this is not a black man anymore. This is a man where God, where, that God is moving. Understand the time they're living in, yeah. right? This was a time where there was a, a lot worse segregation. Segregation was a big deal. And so racial issues then were, that was bad. People didn't care anymore. Now, why? Because God's showing up. God's moving. Well, people think this about me. Well, listen, when God starts moving, people aren't going to care anymore what people, they're not going to, they'll change their attitude. They'll change their tone, right? Humble yourself on the mighty hand of God. He'll exalt you in due time. Yeah. So he sat there with a the box on his head. Well, after the years went, went on, uh, things were happening. Miracles were wrought. There was an atmosphere where things were happening all the time. Suddenly, he didn't want to wear the box anymore. Didn't want to wear the box anymore. I put in my time. I put in my box time. Right? It's not fitting of a man of my stature, the head of this movement. Well, praise God, let us never get to that point. Why is the Lord asking me to pray? Well, because he needs you to pray. Why is he asking me to talk to that person? Because somebody needs to talk to that person. Why is he asking me to study on this? Why is he asking me? Why, why can't I? Why won't the Holy Ghost let me get off this topic? Because he needs you to do that. But I know it. Obviously, there's something else you need. Right? There's more that you need. Well, praise God. Whatever you ask in my name, that I'll do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, oh, Lord, if you love me, keep my commandments. Whew. Mm. These are the things the Lord asked us. Our obedience is a direct reflection of our love for Him. Mm. The Lord is, it, whatever He's asking you to do, how you respond. Praying for Pastor when He lays them on your heart, picking that person up beside the road. Just getting the word out and spending an extra 10 minutes in it. How you respond to that is a reflection of your heart towards God. Mm. Praise God. I know you love him, but let's, let's make sure that, uh, that we actually love him. Hmm. Amen. Verse 16, I'll pray the Father and he will, he will give you another helper. Amplifies, defines that helper as the counselor, the helper intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, and comforter. So I'll give you another helper. The, the, the Greek of that word is someone who is called alongside to help. So greater things than I've done, you'll do. The same and greater, because I go to my father. He sent us the helper. He sent us the helper, not the doer. He sent us the helper and not the doer. That he may abide with you forever, wherever you find yourself today, he's still with you today. He is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Let's not look to the world for our direction because they don't have the helper. Their help comes from someone that we don't want his help. The spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. You know him. Everybody say, I know him. I know him. I know him. 
I'm telling you, this ought to be something. This is something that the Lord has just brought to my, just had me do now for the last few years. I know him. I know him. I see him. I hear him. I know him. He's there to help. I called alongside. He's standing right next to me, and I recognize him. You recognize him. You know, if you begin to put the word to work and just do what the Lord tells you to do, the things of the Spirit will become real to you. They will, and God will use you. Amen. He says, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Well, praise God. God is good. Listen to follow. Learn to recognize. Recognize. Hear what he says. It's one thing to recognize it's something else to be able to pick out what he's saying to you. And it's possible for you to do that. Amen. I said it's possible for you to do that. It's possible to know and recognize the voice of God. Amen. And then start responding to him. I'll just, I just, I'll just say this. This week there will be, be special grace on you. By the, by the Spirit of God, I'll just say this. There's special grace on you this week to recognize the leading of the Holy Ghost And there's special grace on you this week to respond to it. Whether you do it or not, whether or not you access that grace and put it into practice is up to you. But it'll be on you this week. Amen. You know, I just, I had to get to the point where I didn't question it anymore. He said, the word said that I know him. Okay, so I know him. Keep it simple. What, what, is, what is the word saying to me? Well, that's what it said to me, and there, there, there is no part. There, there's, no, there's no addendum to it, right? Th- this is what it says, and so this, it's plain. You know him. Why? Because he lives in you, he'll be with you, right? I mean, he's with you, and he'll be in you, right? I mean, you, you know him. Duh. Begin to, to pick, look for that. Begin to look for the leading of the Spirit on the instant. What does it mean? Just... Thank God for the Holy Ghost being the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is our spiritual training ground to learn to listen to your spirit, Amen. right? Yeah. The same place that the unction comes to pray is the same place that the leading of the spirit when he speaks to you will come from. Amen. It's not this weird out in the ozone thing. It's coming in your heart. The Holy Ghost, we're spirit. Spirits talk to one another. Your spirit being the Holy Ghost, the spirit, he's living with you. He's in you and with you. He's going to talk to your spirit. Spend some time praying in other tongues. Spend some time building yourself up on your most holy faith, right? Well, how is that praying in other tongues? But then expect the Holy Ghost to talk to you. Expect the Holy Ghost to talk to you. I'll say this. There are other people in here that need prayer. Not just pastor, but other people that need prayer. Listen to the Holy Ghost. He might very well have you pray for the person sitting across the room from you this morning. Or what about the people who aren't here today? One reason why some people aren't here today, yeah, it's because of their decisions, yes, but it's also because the church hasn't prayed for them the way they should. (laughs) That's true. You know, we're members of one another. We have a responsibility for one another. You know, if pastor, if this had not, had had we not prayed and the enemy had, had, had taken, cut his life short, were the things that the Lord was dealing with pastor about? I'm sure. And in fact, he was. He was doing something about it. But you know, had we not done our part, we also would have been held responsible for that. And the plan of God would, would have been hindered because of that. 
He would have been hindered because of that. Same thing is true of those that we've been joined together with in our body. Some, those who are here today and those who are not and should be. But stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. There are things, it may not be a blood, it may not be a, you know, a blockage in their artery that you're praying about, but it may be some other blockage in their life. Some other thing that the enemies do, and maybe some little stupid lie the devil's telling them that they've been, they've heard it so many times, they're now starting to think there might, it might actually be some validity in it. You know, your prayers can affect that. Your prayers can avail much in that area. Yeah, this is how the body takes care of itself. It takes care of the pastor. Yeah, we ought to be doing that, but it takes care of one another as well. I don't know about, I don't know about you, but I need other people's prayers. Not as associate pastor, just as Greg Anderson, believer. I need your prayers. There's, I don't have any kind of special grace in my life to live it any differently than you do. I need your prayers. The person next to you doesn't have a special grace that you don't have. They need your prayers. Amen? And we can do that. We've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. We can do the works Jesus d did. We can do greater things than that. Why? Because we've got the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside, and we know his voice. We hear him. We see him. We know him. Well, praise God. It's 1207. God's good. Amen, amen. Thank you again for praying for Pastor. And, and, and let's pick up the torch and continue to pray, but then also lift one another up in prayer. Amen. The body will be edified. We'll be built up. We'll grow. Amen. This is what, it's one of those key words today in the church world, a sense of community in the church. Real community is loving one another and praying for one another. Yeah. And it does cause growth of the body, right? It is an emotional attachment to one another. Yeah, we're, we love one another, but it's a responsiveness to the spirit of God towards one another. Amen. Well, God's good. Hallelujah. Let's all stand this morning and praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we love you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. Oh, we're so thankful for your goodness. We're so thankful for your mercy. We're so thankful that you are faithful to us in every area. There's not one area that you're not faithful. There's not in one uh, portion of our life that you're not faithful and just. Hallelujah. Your love has been extended toward us in every area, hallelujah, not only in the past, but it's being extended today, and it'll be extended tomorrow, hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful, we're so thankful, we're so thankful you have not left us here orphans, you've not left us alone, but you've left us fully equipped, <laughs> well equipped to do what you've called us to do. Father, I thank you for your grace, I thank you for your anointing, I thank you for the unction that resides on the each on the inside of each and every one of us. It is alive. It is alive and strong today. Father, I ask you, Lord, just to, for your continued grace to hear you, to recognize you, to respond to you. Father, if there are areas in our life where we've allowed those things to speak louder than your voice, Father, help us to see those things. Those areas that are, that are trying to be well, they are distractions. They're trying to divert our attention from what you would say. Father, help us to see those things clearly. See them for what they are. And not just see them, but Father, I thank you that the Holy Ghost, he helps us. He guides us in that he actually shows us the path to take to get those things put back in their proper perspective where they need to be so that they don't have the influence that they ought not have, that you remain number one, that you remain first in our lives. Father, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the help that he gives. Father, we love you. We're so grateful. We're so thankful.
Hallelujah, Father. We're thankful for one another. We're thankful for our pastors. We're thankful for our fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. I know you said this to me, and I'll just repeat it. Where we go, we go together. I know it's true that we cannot go further in the things that you have for us unless we do it together as a body, because you have joined us together. Hallelujah, Father. Help us to be responsible for one another, loving for one another. Hallelujah. Patient with one another. Bearing long with one another. Hallelujah. Father, we'll have no division. We'll have no strife. We'll have no distractions of the enemy in this place. We just, we just proclaim it just by faith. We proclaim. We don't, that stuff doesn't even work here. That is so dumb, we don't even listen to it at all around here. Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. You're taking us up, moving us higher, Father, revealing yourself to us in a way we've not seen before, helping us to walk, talk, and act more like you. Father, we thank you for it. In the wonderful name of Jesus. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.